0: So, Coach, you go from nine goals against Army to 21 goals against Hobart, and you're going to see different styles in different teams, but tell me why those two games were so drastically different.
1: Well, you know, I think Hobart likes to run up and down, and Army plays such uh, great defense that it took us a while to kind of figure them out. You know, we only scored two goals in the first half against Army, and then we came alive in the second half. It's still a lower-scoring game, as you mentioned. And Hobart likes to get up and down and – they, uh, Hobart won a few more face-offs than I thought they were going to. I thought we'd have some more possessions, but uh, really came alive in the second half offensively.
0: Hobart was a really quick team. That's one of those teams like you keep an eye on they could do some damage down the road here if they keep this up.
1: You know we played Hobart last year. I think we were undefeated when we played them. Uh, we had a big game out at their place, played pretty well and this year they're an improved team. so they're better than I thought they were. they got some really go-to players uh, Holden and Madonna. We had you know really great games against us shoot the ball from the outside and uh, especially when they can win some faceoffs they're to give that ball to their offense're pretty dangerous.
0: Coach, uh, back in the uh, polls, number one in in both this week. I know there's plenty of lacrosse to play, and you don't get any trophies for that, but still has to be a a nice mark for your team to to get back on the top of the poll. Puts a bigger spotlight on you, too, I guess.
1: Sure. Well, if I could... Uh, swap them out, and we could be number one in May. Then I would, I would, I would trade in a second. But you know, it, it's different today. I think that any time you can be number one, at any time during the year, it helps with everything. It helps with confidence for the team. It helps in recruiting the fact that you can say you're number one. And uh, it's I, I can't find a negative to it as long as we don't uh,
0: think we're number one and not not play like we're number one. Tucker Dordovic, somebody that really broke out in that Hobart game, he had five goals. A lot of highlights in that one. And we've talked about him a bit, Coach, how he's getting back from that injury, getting back into the flow of it. It just seemed like everything came back together for him in that game. What, what did you see there, and, and what can he continue to, to do and build on that performance through the season?
1: Well, you know, he's done similar things before, a couple of years ago, and uh, we've been waiting for it. So to see him break out, I think, does a lot of good, uh, and especially in a, in a game situation like that where he needed him to pick it up. And now I think he's got the confidence back, and he can play within himself and, and not try to force things and i think it's only going to help him get better as we go down the road here
0: that first midfield you have has been described as, as one of the best in the country and they are they're putting up points but if you're going to do that you're going to have success there needs to be chemistry and cohesion and that line's got to work together it's almost like a hockey line in a way there's a reason players could put together what is the dynamic with that dordovic curry Trimboli line and why they work so well together well i think that uh
1: you know, partially, it's teams have played us. They've wanted to take the attack end of things away from us, and we've had to rely more on that midfield. And and fortunately, we can. They're all very good athletes. They all have a great first step. They can shoot with both hands, which is, uh, you know, to have three guys that could be able to go to their weekend is unusual. Uh, so it's kind of pick your poison on who you're going to pull with them. We're not going to be surprised if we see, uh, you know, an attackman down low with a short stick and try to double pull up on our middies. But uh, I think they have the ability to beat the, the stick.
0: Also. Chase Scanlon with four goals against Hobart as well. And now that he's, you know, a month in practice wise now four games in as well do you feel like he's getting comfortable and, and he knows what kind of role he can play with this team
1: well I think so you know he's uh, got a quick release on his shot and he's been able to dodge a short stick uh, which is helpful and uh, you know I think the guys know he is they look to him they, you know the Rafis certainly finds him a bunch uh, at the end of a play so it's uh, it's great that he's fitting in and playing well and finishing the ball
0: Griffin Cook, uh, while we're on the attack coach, uh, it was interesting. Uh, I think he kind of described himself this week. He likes to be an agitator. He likes to go out there and, and kind of kind of throw a monkey wrench and things. So you mentioned you got Rifus, you've got Chase, you've got some talented players. Not that Griffin can't score or get to the cage, but he, he kind of likes to mix it up a little bit out there.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, very good. I'm starting to see shades of what we saw in high school. He take the ball, dodge the ball. He had a really great play the other day where he dodged two defenders. They brought their goalie out to shut off and, and try to take the ball away from him. He got by both of them and scored a goal. So I think he's just going to get better and better as the year goes on. And we also want to get Owen Seabold in a little bit more to help out because it's a different look dodging-wise, you know, a six-two, six-three 6'3", athlete. Uh, that's a different matchup than
0: all the other attackmen. We know Nick Mellon's not going to play this week. We've described that it. it's it's week to week. You don't want to push it. You don't want to force it at this point. But let's let's get an update on, on him first. And then I know that uh, Brett Kennedy had a little frustration last week. There were some penalties that led to some goals, and, and that's something he wants to work on.
1: Yeah, well, in Nick's case, I think you know, he is getting better every week. Uh, we want to make sure that he's 100%, as we've talked about on the shows before. Uh, it's a type of injury where if he goes out and he's not completely healed, he can re-injure it and have a bigger setback. So we really want to have Nick, uh, at the end of the year, healthy 100%. And the fact that uh, I think Kennedy's been pra- playing pretty well. He, uh, I-, I think he tried to do too much against Hobart. He had uh, three penalties and overplayed Holden a couple times to give him a goal. So we just need him to play within himself, but he's uh, very capable of doing that. He's been doing a good job in, in practice, and again, that helps not have the urgency to get Nick on the field.
0: Where would you put uh, Jacob Fopp and Peter Durth health-wise at this point, Coach?
1: Well, um, Dirth will be – he, he could get out there against Hopkins. We're not sure yet on that. Uh, and FOP will be out there against Hopkins, yes, definitely.
0: Hopkins is next, as you mentioned, and this is one of those games, Coach, where it doesn't matter what your record is, it doesn't matter what your ranking is, it doesn't matter what their record is. Now, they are 1-3 and to start the season, so that's noteworthy, but – This is a rivalry game, and this is one of those games that no matter where you play it, no matter what the situation is, it's going to be a competitive game. What is it about this Hopkins team that you're looking at?
1: Well, I think it's uh, you know it's we've gone back so so long with Hopkins and been in championship games together that uh, you know there's common common knowledge of one another, and we just go out and we both teams play hard, like you said. We don't look at the the past records or the season records. Hobart's capable of beating everybody. I think Epstein has been hurt for them. He's been probably 70% of their offense as of a year ago, and he's playing at about 50% right now. Uh, That's of last week. Who knows how he's going to be against us on Saturday at 1 o'clock. But this is a team capable of beating anybody. I watched them play last year. Uh, and from when we played them early in the year to when they played late in the year, they were a completely different team. They were excellent going down the stretch. And uh, we're hoping it's not going to be the case on Saturday where they, they start to come into their own again, and Epstein's 100%.
0: We've mentioned it a little bit, Coach, but it kind of feels real now that the Dome is, is shut down. They're all on the road or outdoors the rest of the way. How does that change your, your week-to-week preparation, if at all?
1: Well, uh, you know, as we're talking, we'll be outside in about 30 minutes uh, we've been mostly practicing in Ensley because of the weather, which is our other indoor practice facility. And uh, we'll be out on Woolfield, which is uh, it's an, a very nice day, all things considered. I think we're in the 40s, the sun's out. and hopefully it's going to replicate what we're going to see on Saturday against Hopkins.
0: Yeah, Mother Nature, let's keep this up. We've got a sunny day today. Let's Let's keep that rolling with this lacrosse team getting back outside. Coach, thanks for your time as always good luck. Thank you, Brett, appreciate
1: it.